Hi, this is Kara Swisher, and I want to talk to you about my new podcast for The New York Times called Sway. If you want to know what people who hold power in our world are really all about, you need to hear how they answer the tough questions. And that is my specialty. And although it might get messy, as it always does, it's also going to be really fun. You can get Sway wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes are available Mondays and Thursdays. This is Internet Marketing. Brought to you by Site Visibility at sitevisibility.co.uk. This is Internet Marketing. Now, before we start today, um, Site Visibility have recently released their 2020 PPC automation guide. So this guide is completely free to download, and it's going to help you to get started with each of the new automation settings in Google Ads. So this includes smart bidding, responsive ad testing, dynamic search ads, and more. The best way to accelerate your PPC growth in 2020 is to start planning today. So download your free guide at bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. I'll say that again. Bit.ly, that's B-I-T dot L-Y slash PPC dash automation dash guide. Now, today I'm joined by Becca Babaji Pycroft, Senior User Experience Consultant at Box UK. Becca, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Um, tell us about yourself and Box UK. Sure. So um, about myself. So for a number of years, I started my career off actually as a digital marketer at National Trust um, before moving into user experience and user-centered design. I specialize in user research and UX design. A bit about Box. So I, I work for them <laughs> and uh, they are a software consultancy based in Cardiff in Wales. They've been around quite a while, so they've been around for over 20 years, and they offer a range of services. So that's from software development and consultancy, platform management, uh, as well as user experience design in a lot of different sectors. Fantastic. So today we're going to be talking about the the application of user-centered design specifically to digital marketing and let's start off with uh, perhaps a, a definition what, what is user-centered design and why has it become popular in the development space recently sure so I'll, I'll split it into two if that's okay so first yeah. of all what is it so um user-centered design or ucd it it's about uh, discovering user needs and placing them at the heart of the design process Essentially, we gather and use data and user insight to improve our understanding of the user's needs to guide and drive our design decisions. So this could be from thinking about the best possible way to display information to a user Mm. or thinking about what information is going to be most valuable to the user at, at certain points in their journey. It's also great for furthering product innovation as well. So not just thinking at that kind of granular level, but also thinking about the product itself Mm. and also articulating the the best ways really to communicate and resonate with our audiences. The process itself, it's quite iterative. So it's it's all about testing ideas and our assumptions about our users often. And this is normally through continuous learning loops. So by simply talking to users or customers on a regular basis 
and then coming back to to analyze and find patterns in their responses mm. so the the overall aim of U, ucd is considering the whole experience so in relevance to this that would include our online products and key marketing channels you know it's interesting i've, I've I'm in danger of repeating myself here, but I've said this quite a few times on previous episodes because I'm a software developer myself and I've mm. worked on quite a few different projects and I've worked on some recently. Uh, most of my recent projects have actually been in, in the government space and some of those projects have been very, very um, heavy on on u- certainly user testing and user-centered design. And some of them... I've done hardly any, and it's really quite remarkable the difference in feel between those those projects. There's a saying in the software development world that uh, a feature does not exist unless it has a test to make sure that it works properly. And I also think that a feature doesn't exist unless it's been user-tested. I don't know if you agree with that. Yeah, so I, I guess that's a very strong way of putting it. Yeah. Um, I guess there's always different different nuances to things um but from my point of view in terms of um working out whether something's useful and usable for people that's where use testing is particularly relevant and important so it's not just about can we create these features and uh, online products it's about how useful and engaging that's going to be for our audiences so yeah the benefits of that um, are going to be much more successful as a result of doing those types of activities. Yeah, which sort of leads to my next question because um, obviously this is this is software development um, and design, but specifically, what is the relevance of user centered design in the field of digital marketers? Yeah, so that that's a good question. Um, so UCD, for I would say, is very relevant. Fundamentally, it can enable more effective marketing strategy and tactics for businesses. So the process can focus and influence wider strategic decisions. So this could be things like furthering, uh, refining who a business and product is for, mm. as well as the, the product offering itself. And, and not just that, though, it also how it's relevant to more of the tactical marketing activities that people are doing in their day-to-day and using that insight to inform the creation. So, for instance, all marketing channels, that they can really benefit from these types of activities of, of understanding user needs, validating our ideas with customers, and iterating to develop more effective campaigns that can easily be measured as well. So it's it's important in this scenario to to understand that it's not just about doing the activity, but how how we measure that success over time. Mm. Um, looking at business goals and KPIs, and looking at how involving the user can make it more of a success. So, for example, it can be helpful for digital marketers to understand a range of marketing touch points, say, in a customer journey when looking at existing or potential prospects. So this could include understanding where pain points are and then with a richer insight into that existing customer journey, it can then allow us to to map out, design and deliver a much more optimal journey for our customers I think it's also worth pointing out that digital marketing is a key 
part of the overall user experience. So where it's important, as I was saying earlier, to be useful, usable and enjoyable, but at each touch point that a customer has with um, with a business or brand and how they interact with us. So from a sort of um, evolutionary point of view, what, what would be effective sort of first steps that digital marketers can ad- adopt towards a more sort of user-centered a- approach and how are these activities useful? So there's, there's a few activities that can generate pretty useful outputs that can be referenced to, across businesses um, to apply users, user or customer-centric thinking to digital marketing activities. So the first would be creating personas or empathy maps. Um, these would be of key user groups. The other would be to look at running a, a more collaborative workshop with colleagues across the business to, to capture an accurate user journey or experience map of the existing experience that your customers are facing, but, but also not just looking at what it is now, but looking at thinking about how these journeys could be improved. Mm. Um, it's, it's worth noting as well that these wouldn't be one-off activities as well, what what I'd always recommend is building on learning over time. So those continuous learning loops that I was talking about earlier, hmm. building on that knowledge set over time as, as we learn more and more about our customers. Where each are useful? So personas can be used to better understand users and their needs, their motivations, that the real frustrations and goals. Where this can be particularly relevant for digital marketers, though, is where when writing content for any marketing channel so with richer insight into your users or your customers this can focus the way content and messaging is written to increase the likelihood of those activities really resonating with your your target audience for user journey mapping this helps us to understand all customer touch points and to have that that overall holistic view of marketing communications and tactics we can then visually see the pain points in the journey and can work to improve these for your customers. It's, it's best generally to do these types of activities, so the user journey mapping, personas, and so on, before marketing campaigns are created so we can build on them as we learn more about customers. And what should um, marketers be looking for to, to sort of inform these activities? In terms of uh, generating personas and user journey maps, it's it's recommended to use data from discussions with those closely matching the criteria of target audiences. So the best way always is to do this is to conduct one-to-one depth interviews with potential or existing customers. Even at the moment, this and the current climate that we're in, this can be run remotely over Zoom or any video conferencing tools. Mm. In these sessions, though, um, you can either look at look more about the behaviours and needs for the persona creating personas, or discuss different interactions the customer has with the business or or brand, and to help draw draw out the pain points in the overall online journey to to create those user journey maps Mm. Um, alternatives as well um, you can send out user surveys um, to to your customers for for more of that quantitative data to understand users and their behaviors 
to feed into marketing activities and also more of the kind of data led activities of reviewing your analytics but in particular focusing on the user behavior with your product yeah or or even if you're feeling particularly experimental um running small experiments on websites apps or other digital channels using ab uh, or multivariate testing to optimize that experience for for the customer based on their behaviors mm. you mentioned zoom there i'm quite interested actually in the various tools are there any specific tools that you feel have really helped you in sort of um getting this information so definitely with the um the one-to-one sessions with customers definitely having video conferencing tools um Mm. so it doesn't necessarily have to be zoom it could be any video conferencing tool um but also for surveys kind of the standard tools things like survey monkey type form different um, survey tools, um, analytics tools as well, they're, they're pretty s- standard within the marketing community. So things like um, Google Analytics and referring to that, as well as things like uh, for the AB or multivariate testing, I talked about things like uh, Adobe Target for that. Mm. And what about finding these people to to do the research on? Is that Can that be tricky? It's a very good question. Um, so... In terms of finding people, that's often one of the key questions when we're talking to our clients about running these types of activities Mm. um, that can be perceived as one of the barriers. But it's worth considering, as I was talking about earlier, about how it's always recommended to talk to people that are representative of your target audience. So it depends how specific uh, the criteria is for your target audience. So if it they have to be within a certain age groups, certain education, so on. That can be much more challenging to say finding someone with a much more generic audience grouping, if that makes sense. Yeah. So in terms of uh, finding people, often we work with uh, partners for the more specific uh, criteria, but often that there's, from a marketing point of view, what we always recommend is if there are existing uh, interactions and relationships built with customers, then it's using those relationships to to encourage customers to participate in in those one-to-one interviews and user testing sessions that we talked about. Rebecca, thanks so much for coming on. If you had uh, a top tip or a key takeaway for our audience today, what might it be? So I think the main takeaway really is on where marketers should look for insights so which which may seem obvious um, but to just simply talk and learn from your customers on, on a regular basis um, maintain a close relationship with your customers by continuously learning about their needs and behaviors and then this uh, in tandem results in aiding the business to make better marketing decisions that fundamentally are more user-centered Fantastic. And how can our listeners find out more about you and uh, Box UK, Rebecca? Okay, so I'm on LinkedIn, or you can get in touch via our website, boxuk.com, or feel free to follow Box UK on LinkedIn or Twitter. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. The show notes will be in the usual place. This is sitevisibility.co.uk slash podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a fab review. That would be good because it really helps us to 
get out there. Uh, questions and suggestions. The email is podcast at sitevisibility.co.uk. You can tweet at sitevisibility. Remember that we have a site visibility group on LinkedIn. So that's all from me, Andy. And it's all from Becca. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Becca. And we'll see you next time on Internet Marketing. Thanks.